Have you ever wondered what hypnosis might be and what it can do for you? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere with your host, Inez Simpson. This is the show that talks to everyone, from the experienced practitioner to the cautiously curious, and yes, even the skeptics. Now, here's Inez Simpson. Hello, and welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm glad to say that I'm back home in Parksville, and it's nice to do the show from my office. (laughs) So I want to welcome Bob Burns the second time to the show, and he's going to talk today about a lot of things, and he's going to entertain us because that's what he is, is an entertainer. And he's also one of the coolest guys I know. Are you going to be cool, Bob? Yeah? I think so, yeah. yeah. And don't forget they can see you on Facebook. So oh, my be- God. Is that right? <laughs> God. Anyway, so welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere, and I'm really going to, we're going to talk about the SWAN 2, and I actually just, since you haven't been on for a while, I think you were my first guest, and uh, so now I'm going to just get you, just to give a little bit of background about yourself, how long you've been in the field of health. How you got there? Shall I go? Yes, please. Well, Inez, hi folks, anyone who's listening out there, I hypnotized my first person in 1973. Uh, I was a singer in a band. We'll go over it very, very quickly. So yeah. uh, I, got, I got a shock. They got a shock. And I went away and thought about it for a couple of years, and then got back involved in it. But around about 78, five years after that, I really started getting involved in therapy and stuff like that. So uh, I've done stage hypnosis all over Europe. I've done uh, street hypnosis. But I'm mainly a clinical hypnotist working from my, my place here in Montrose in Scotland. And uh, I don't do any, uh, I don't teach in hypnosis academies, but I do mentor people from my home, as you know, Inez. They come, they travel here, spend a couple of days with me. And I also do uh, two or three day workshops all around the world. I do a, a fair bit like that. So right now, I'm an old age pensioner. So I've cut down to, as of two <laughs> months ago, I cut down to working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday only. And uh, I spend more time doing writing teaching some other stuff yeah. yeah so i think you just got it to be an old age pensioner a couple of months before me so i think we're on the same page and as usual fast yeah. so yeah. you know this is if we call this semi-retirement it's busier than most of the world <laughs> yes i worked <laughs> so it's great uh, it's great so the swan two let's talk about the swan two because now we can go into it first I guess to do that, you might have to say something about SWAN 1, too. SWAN 1 is is mainly a process, is it? It's a (laughs) protocol that I do. I brought it into the world of hypnosis circa early part of 2013. So it's been about for five years now. It operates in 85 countries around the world. It works with mainly hypnotherapists, but also NLPers, healers, psychologists, and as you know, I mentored lots of different people. Just a couple of weeks ago, I had a consultant a psychiatrist all the way from India. And they were very much interested in this thing that we call the swan. So just recently, uh, just in fact a few weeks ago, uh, as a download from my website, uh, we now have a, a two-hour film of the swan too, which is actually called The Swan Speaks. Speaks, yes. Where I spend a lot of time with people inviting their are a part within their subconscious to see what the problem is, to put their case forward about why they have a problem, 
and see if you can fix it. Yeah. So we kind of have a powwow with parts within the subconscious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and you know that you insist that uh, it's not formal hypnosis, but like everything I say on this show is everything's hypnosis. So I, yeah. I still say it is. We're still doing work with the mind. We're still doing all that. It isn't formal hypnosis as such. But, and that's what makes it so ideal, I think. Because, we, you know, what I do is very formal hypnosis. And yeah. yet we're on the same page. We're both yeah, talking absolutely. to that other part of the, hum, of the human instead of just talking to their conscious. So, uh, and that's what we do. And that's how we get things changed. So the SWAM too, I've been promoting it to some of my friends because they, they, I don't think all of them got the SWAM one. So now I'm sure the two are going to be much more prevalent. And there's also one more thing I got to say, because I, um, Lance Baker told everyone that you and I were going to be on today. So I just want to say hi to our Australian listeners and uh, you'll see Bob soon and me a little later. I don't know when you're going. When are you going to Australia? I'm going to Australia in November. And then after that, I'm going to oh. the North and South Islands of New Zealand. So I'm spending hmm. the first part with, uh, with Lance Baker. Okay. So you're just before me then, not much before. Yeah. Anyway, too bad I, I'd just get into your luggage and go to New Zealand with you because I'd love to go to New Zealand. But yeah. uh, anyway, it's just sort of part of a, a New Zealand is just like Parksville here. So next next time you come to Parksville, you can just pretend you're there. Well, it's a beautiful country. I've never been to the south part of New Zealand before. Yeah. Uh, everyone said it's lovely. In fact, we had a bit of a joke uh, this week because you may be aware of it. Uh, the country voted the most beautiful country in the world this year by people around the world was Scotland. And yet, strangely enough, uh, New Zealand itself is just absolutely gorgeous. It really, really is. And when we were there, I could not tell the difference between parts I was looking at in New Zealand and in Scotland. Yeah. It's a big world. It's a big, beautiful world. And I it can is. Find places, I can find places like that everywhere. And places, you know, every place has its unique beauty. So, yeah. you know, people, and it all just depends on what you like. But, and that's sort of like hypnosis because we have all the styles. And this is what I say to the people listening is find a hypnotist that suits you. And I'm promoting all styles of hypnosis in this show, including yours and mine, of course. Yeah. And, uh, you don't, it's not the only thing you do is um, the swanning. Uh, you do a lot more than that. So maybe you can give us a little more input into what Well, what sure. Uh, the workshops I'm doing uh, this year, for the first time ever, I'm now teaching. I'm doing a master's next week in the Holy Isle in the west coast of Scotland. I'm doing a five-day master's. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm doing a uh, lucid dreaming. And uh, I've decided after many, many years to bring lucid dreaming into my teachings of uh, hypnosis. They're hand in glove, they, they truly are. And when I'm doing a, in a lucid dream state, it is almost identical to uh, a form of hypnotic state. So mm-hmm. I'm bringing in uh, lucid dreaming, and Lance and I, over there in uh, mm-hmm. Sydney, in fact, Newcastle, just outside Sydney, in, uh, in uh, Australia, I'm going to be also teaching, I thought, I, thought, I thought it was time, it doesn't really go with hypnosis, people would argue, but a lot of people in this wonderful woo-woo world that we live in, a lot of people are talking about energies, energy healing. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to be talking about energy healing because it's been asked for, but I'm also bringing into that spiritual healing. So I thought if people are going to learn spiritual healing, they might as well learn it by somebody who knows at least a little bit of what I'm talking about. And I've been doing spiritual healing since the 1970s. So 
along with the courses that I run, I'm going to be showing people the initial stages of the energy healing, spiritual healing, and showing them the difference because there is a huge difference in energy and spiritual healing. Yeah? Okay. Um, a lot of people would probably. So, can you explain a slight difference? Even I know you can't get into a huge thing because that's yeah, part of no. uh, it takes more than two minutes. But can you sort yeah. of? Yeah. So in a, in a very scattered nutshell, we'll do it yeah. this way. Yeah? Um, in my right, I've got a guy called Tom and he's a psychic. Yeah. And in my left, I've got a guy called Dick and he's a medium. So there's a big difference there. Okay. So the psychic, and again, this is very, very rough. The psychic can do psychic stuff. Let's say it's mm-hmm. audible. I realize that. He can do psychic stuff, but can't read into the future. Can't go into okay. the classic record, if you like. Yes. But the medium okay. might be able to. Okay. Now, if you change that and move from message givers to healers, the energy healer will give off their own energy. Okay. But the spiritual healer will be used as a conduit for yes. spirit healing to take place. By the way, that's a very, very scattered nutshell. Well, yeah, I mean, it sort of leads me into all kinds of other thinking, but I'm going to try and stay on track. <laughs> it's not always the easiest, but, you know, usually because, you, you know, many spiritual healers have short lives. And if they're using their own energy, I can totally understand that. That's, mm-hmm. So that makes total sense to me. Um, so anyway, moving back on to hypnosis. Well, if you, if you just hold off for a second, yeah. this is really important. It sounds like an excuse to, to carry weight. But it is true that physical mediums, if you look at physical, what's called physical mediums, mm-hmm. who do, you know, uh, transfiguration, do a port, so on and so forth. Once they study physical mediumship, they nearly all put on tons of weight that they can't put off. It's an interesting one, yeah? Just uh, interesting. Yeah. As I'm talking like this, I don't know if you're aware of this light's flickering away. Yeah, I agree. I'm sure, I'm sure it's just the electric, but you never know. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, well, maybe I can use that as my excuse why this weight has been with me for a long time. But keep talking, I'm going to switch on a light. Keep talking. Okay. Well, it would be nice to see you. I'll keep talking. Anyway, so um, the Swan Two to me is an is a great step for, and it's a great thing to do with clients from the point of view that something is shown to them coming from themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just like in SP, I sort of do it a different way, but we're always about just the client is really doing the show. And I think that is the whole thing is you and I give the empowerment to the client. And I think that's a great thing. Yeah. So I have a, I have a friend, for example, who is a, a healer or a medium or whatever. And when they get involved with a client, they reveal to the client their powers. Yeah. The work with Swan is to reveal to the, to the client their powers. their powers yeah and that's the difference can use it from their brain, yeah? yeah and i think that's what it, you know because uh, when i'm teaching people i say well what's the main thing and i said the main thing is that i always empower my clients and it's all about that and i think that swan two and swan one are on that same page and that's why you and i have been such good friends since we first met yeah. and because like what is the birds of a feather stick together? <laughs> oh, flock together. Yes, flock. Only when they collide, I think. And then it's never a good ending. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so where do you want to take this conversation next, Bob? Because I think, you know, you have some great stories coming from the swan. Well, uh, 
I have a, I have a very in my own uh, therapy. You know, I've got this, uh, as you know, Bob Burns therapy. My own forum. Somebody there just last week happened to mention that uh, uh, his name is uh, Mark, and he happened to mention that while he was doing the Swan, uh, his Swan started chatting to him. Yes, he yeah. knows. It seemed agitated. He asked questions. He went into direct voice himself on his own. Uh, it's an interesting one when that happens. It can be quite scary. But his swan told him that his girlfriend uh, was pregnant. Uh, so rather than do anything, he came to see me. Men get quite scared. They don't know what to do. So he came, he came to tell me, the wise one. And then I started panicking. I said, well, I don't know. What should, what should we do? So uh, I, said, well, I said, you have a plan. And he said, without even smiling, yeah, I'm going to get one of those pregnancy testing kits. I said, what, are you going to hit her over the head and force her to do the... the, the, the he said, I'll, I'll, I'll talk. And then, anyway, he went and got this. He told her what happened. She listened to him. And she took the test. And guess what? She wasn't pregnant. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing that she did admit. She did confess that she hadn't had a period. Yeah. She hadn't had a period for two months. Yeah. And when she took the pregnancy test, she had a period within one hour of taking it. Now, I'd love to tell you what this means, but I have no idea. It could be complete nonsense, but it's nice when we get these little fun things. It's like the old thing to do with the PSI itself, you know, PSI. Anything that's bumping the night, anything that's other than normal. Sai is fantastic, and millions upon millions of people know that. Millions upon millions of people do not, so they think it's rubbish. But the, the interesting thing about Sai is it only works when it wants to work. <laughs> yeah? It's not a science. We, we can't say it. It's not like seven-eighths of 56 today. So seven-eighths will be 56 tomorrow. That's how this, not how this stuff works. It's like it's got a mind of its own. The engineer tells me that you're still relatively quiet, so I'm going to make you yell or something. Well, let's see if I do this and take it up real close like that. Oh, better. Engineer, how that's going? Yeah, there you go. I'm sure. I mean, this microphone's rubbish. I don't know why I bothered with that. But there we are. Yeah. The world is now cheering. Oh my God, he's the most loud of love him. Yeah. So, any other sort of stories in, in a more normal realm on the well, on uh, the swan? We were talking. I was doing a thing for the stroke uh, group here in yeah. Metros this morning. I do a thing for them once a year. I, as you know, I've got one day a week where I do uh, pain control. I don't charge yeah. for that. So I get a lot of my stroke people come to that. People with COPD, so on and so forth. But once a year, we do a big day, and uh, I do it for a few different groups. So today was my. 17th year on the trope with my uh, with my stroke group and uh, we were talking about just interesting things that have happened and I happened to be telling them about uh, this uh, client that I saw uh, in, uh, in Eastleigh in Hampshire uh, not too long ago and I don't know how I got myself into that situation my wife has always given me into trouble by getting into situations and she says well how can you get into these situations how can, how nobody normal would do that Anyway, the situation was, I met this woman in a hairdresser, and she was in agony, and I told her that I could maybe do something to help her. Maybe. And I end up back in her house at 5 o'clock that night because she was so busy. So there's me, there's a woman, there's a husband, and a big black dog. And uh, 
they're complete strangers. And I'm like 570 miles away from home. Yeah. And uh, the husband and the dog, she asked them to leave the room, go upstairs. The husband already wasn't happy with me. He didn't like me at all. So I do some healing with the lady who's a wonderful subject. But we're sitting side by side, yeah? And uh, it's going great. But suddenly I hear this, this noise coming down the stairs. And it's, it's not the noise of human feet. It's the noise of more than one set of feet, yeah? And the door opens. Then comes this black noise followed by the, the dog, a big black Labrador. And it walks, paces the room back and forth, looking at me and kind of half smiling at me. And before I know it, it climbs up, doesn't jump, climbs up behind me, gets its, its four legs around my neck and starts, what can I say? Starts dancing with me, yeah? <laughs> so... On there, the dog's doing its thing, yeah, <laughs> making kind of noises. I don't know what that is. The woman's sitting next to me, and all I can think of is my wife saying to me, "You idiot! You look what you've done now! How are you? How are you going to get out of this?" And to be honest, I had no idea how I was going to get out of it. Next thing, the dog's head comes over my shoulder and looks at me, kind of like, <laughs> smiles while he's <laughs> dancing, yeah. And suddenly, suddenly the woman who seemed to be in deep trance uh, just just screamed, stop it, punches the dog in the jaw, the dog howled, jumps off, the woman goes back into trance state, I kid you not, then the next thing I hear, boom, 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 that's the noise of human feet, yeah, I'm coming down the stair, this big muscular guy comes in with just a vest and says to me, what's going on? I try and keep my voice low, but I hear myself saying, nothing. <laughs> anyway, one, two, while I wake, the woman wakes up. She's in no pain. It's one of these little miracle things that happen now and again when we get lucky. The guy who hated me now loves me. He's taken off his boots, and he wants me to do the arthritis in his feet. And I'm screaming that the one thing I don't do, funny enough, is feet arthritis. <laughs> and uh, I'm actually out of there. I'll never see them again, hopefully. But the funny thing is, I cannot get that dog out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, it's, it's ridiculous. You know? Maybe it was the energy created by the dog that did all the work. <laughs> it was a, it was certainly a universal conscious thing. I'll tell you that. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, kind of like, the, it was kind of like have, the law of attraction. Yeah. We've got a minute till break. So uh, when we come back, I'm going to ask you, any kind of things, we're down to 30 seconds, it says. Anyway, we're, and we're going to do some more chatting about the swan and anything else and maybe bring in some controversy. Okay. Do you have something up your sleeve? I do. Okay. I'll have something up my sleeve. And well, I'm ready. I after, love we're going to go to break. And we, remember, Facebook Live is still seeing us. Okay, off to break. Thanks very much. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. 
Hi, Inez Simpson here, the host of Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm here to give myself a plug. I want to plug three things that give me joy in my practice. First is working one-on-one with clients to work with them to get the outcome they desire. And as you know from the show, hypnosis covers a broad spectrum. And as a Voice America listener, I'm offering you a free consult. If you're curious or you feel hypnosis may help you and you want to find out more, go to inezsimpson.com and click on my client page. Second, mentoring. I love to work with hypnotists, new or who've been in the field for some time and they want to change things up or move ahead or whatever it may be, you can find out everything at inezsimpson.com forward slash mentoring. Third thing, the Simpson Protocol. I'm passionate about teaching hypnosis and especially Simpson Protocol, which I teach around the world. And you can find out all about that at simpsonprotocol.com. Talk soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Inez. That's I-N-E-S at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Hypnosis Everywhere. I'm with my guest, Bob Burns, and I was going to get open up a can of controversy. Now, um... I did talk to Nick Ebden about this, and he's sort of on the other side of the coin as me. So now I'm going to talk to you because I know you'll probably be on my side of the coin. So um, this way, we're talking about evidence-based theory of having hypnosis, using only hypnosis that's evidence-based. And and I can actually, maybe can Martin explain that? Or Bob, you want to explain that, what that means? Well, you're kind of jumped to me with that one. It would be nice if I had an actual quote. There. <laughs> we'll, do it, we'll, do, we'll do it nice and simple for people listening. It'll be better well, that's what it's about. Well. Yeah, simple. So evidence, evidence-based, is, it seems like it's fairly self-evident, is it? It's evidence-based. But in reality, evidence-based is linked to the science side of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I take some evidence and show it to you right now, it's not evidence-based because it's me showing you something and telling a story about it. In fact, let's, let's give it the name. The opposite of evidence-based is anecdotal, isn't it? Yes. I'm telling you about something wonderful that happened in my therapy room, and it also happened last week, and it also happened last month. And no matter how many times I tell you of these wonderful things that happen, it's still only, here comes the word, only anecdotal, because it's yes. a guy called Bob telling a story. Yeah. Evidence-based is where Suta and Miglishi, 1978, Oxford, sit down, do tests on it, with 350 people, and these are the results they get. And that now gets called evidence-based is by people with a degree, people who are academic, and, and it gets accepted through science as being evidence-based. Okay. Now, in all fairness to Nick Ebden, uh, Nick and I have talked about this uh, several months ago. In all fairness to Nick, I, he doesn't fall into evidence-based completely. He's got a good head in his shoulders. And he <laughs> absolutely, well, he has. He, he absolutely know. knows. He absolutely knows that uh, it's not the case that because somebody says it's evidence-based, that's the case. He, under, he understands the argument for anecdotal evidence. So, yes, instead of a guy called Bob telling you this is what happens, Bob, 
takes something, discusses it with friends, who discuss it with friends, who discuss it with friends, and before you know it, we've got several thousand of these people working with tens of thousands of people, all getting the same result. Yes. So I would I would put forward an argument that that anecdotal evidence isn't true, real evidence-based work, but it's not academic. Yeah. Well, I would. I'm totally on the same page as you. But the other thing that's uh, for me is, do you know that science has changed every decade? So which science do we have to be evidence-based with? And otherwise, also, the person doing the experiment, no matter what, when it's then, it has an effect on the outcome. Do you yes. remember? I don't know if you know the old story about Gary Schwartz in Arizona. He was uh, testing mediums, and he got great outcomes, just wonderful outcomes. So on the on that's on the west coast of the states, and then on the east coast, the skeptic guy was going to redo this because he thought it was crap, and. So he did, and that's what he got, because his intention, all that. So from my point of view, evidence-based is not possible. It's not possible in our realm of being, the way we are, the way people function, all that stuff. You know, you observe something, you affect it. Yeah, we know that. But there will will be certain things that are factual, i.e. mathematics, I guess. In uh, other words... If there's eight cases of oranges, if there's eight yeah. oranges in a case, not seven cases, it will be 56, blah, blah, blah. So mathematics, yeah. mathematics is fairly pure. The challenge with the evidence-based people is this, that they're not open, they say they're open enough to look, but that's mainly a lie. Not with all, but with no. most, mainly a lie. They kind of and, say that to kind of get along, you know. And it's uh, you and I, well, you've been in this business even longer than me, but you know, over the nearly 20 years that I've been in doing hypnosis, the outcomes have been my evidence. So I know it's anecdotal and that's the only way to go. There's no way that I could prove anything if I was being tested. There's There's no way of doing that. Well, we have a situation. So if you look, for example, in uh, The Swan Speaks, Mm -hmm. I just released the other week, you get a lady who is eating too much. She comes to see me. We do the swan. The part speaks through her. The part claims to be called Ann or Anna. Uh, The part claims to have died in in Nazi Germany, 1946, of starvation. Uh, She tells me that her husband was shot earlier by either the British or Americans. She doesn't know. I ask her if she'd like to leave, leave my client alone. And she says no. And I tell her, uh, well, you might not know this, but I can have you removed. And she laughs at me. Yeah. It's a, it's a great piece on camera. She just goes, yeah. <laughs> as if I'm an idiot. <laughs> so, so what I do is I then go and make contact with the husband, yeah. who she hasn't met since 19, early 1940s. So we're talking now about, over, about 75 years. I connect them together. She gets quite emotional. She leaves the client she turns around before she goes and says, thank you. The client stops eating all this rubbish and drops two and a half stone. I'd say 35 pounds for our yeah. viewers at that side. So um, but remember, I'm not saying it's real at all. I'm saying it's real or imagined, but I'm saying the story is real. The story is absolutely true. Uh, and if I took that and gave it to some evidence-based scientists, I don't know if they know what to do with it because they might not have the skill to do that kind of stuff. Last week, in my, last week in my therapy room, 
was a consultant uh, psychiatrist. We just sat there shaking his head. As one came in, one after the other, and we got some great results. What does he do for that? He gives them drugs. Mm -hmm. So if you yeah. hear voices with him, he'll, in fact, here's a good question for all your listeners. Mm. Go and ask any scientist, sorry, any uh, psychiatrist anywhere in the world, do you actually fix people and watch their face? And the answer mm. is no. Psychiatry fixes nobody. It controls them until they can either fix themselves or just controls that situation. Yeah. Uh, there's a lovely thing in YouTube about that where this uh, psychiatrist gets asked eight, nine, ten times and he keeps ducking the question. And he finally says, no, okay, I, I've never fixed anyone. I've not. Psychiatry does not fix people. And it doesn't. No. But guess what, Inez? We do. Mm. Or we show them how to fix themselves. Yeah, it has nothing well, to do with But guess what? Yeah. It's rubbish because it's only anecdotal. That's right. <laughs> but anecdotal, we've had some great outcomes. And can you do it with everybody? No, because it's not us that's doing it. It's them, right? Yeah. So it's an individual thing. And if people have great desire, and I always say you need the, the desire for change and you need to have uh, that you're willing to do the work to do it. And that's about it. Yeah, you know? yeah absolutely. But that's huge. So even for just the listeners today to understand that their mind is that incredible, that it can create a positive change in them when they follow the real or imagined processes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you'll know, you'll know, Inez, there's a guy called Mark in my therapy. You know, we did some stuff maybe four or yeah. five weeks ago, which has led to us having a pain uh, uh, convention. Yes. The 8th of September in Edinburgh. Yeah. So we're going to get six people demonstrating how they do this this stuff. And one of the guys I did at that time, that would be maybe maybe five weeks ago, was a guy called Mark, and I phoned it, took yep. it to the therapy room. So this is a guy who's been just in agony. I think it's L4 and L5 in his back. is in agony. L3 and L6 is now weakening now. But in no time at all, you know, he's now off all medication. It's been five weeks. His, his pain's just gone. His pain's gone because... He was embracing a message. Yeah. And what we got him to do was to stop embracing the bloody message. Yes. You know, and he's he's fine. He's doing great. Yeah. Contact me again today. He's doing just just well. Well, you know, um, years ago, I worked with a psychologist doing brain state technologies, which was great because you do get to see the brain map and all the theory of my hypnosis I could see play out on the screen. But in my brain, well, my brain map said that I was in and. Um, chronic pain down the right side and I sort of went hmm? you know <laughs> and I thought about it and yes I had been years and years before and then so the psychologist said to me well Inez you're just in denial and I said well hallelujah <laughs> this is so strange uh, would it would be better if I'd walked around the earth in total pain for all that time instead of being in denial as she called it uh, it seems kind of crazy to me uh, and that's because I no longer embrace the message Mm -hmm. Right, and, mo and most of the time that when we did, because that's my background, as you know, psychology, and where I went from that was into hypnoanalysis, and that was uh, sitting with somebody over at least five, six, six, five, six sessions, finding out in a, almost a Freudian way how yeah. it started. Yeah, and and what we we discovered now is a, another guy who trained exactly the same as me was our good friend Freddie Jacquin. Yeah, and what we've discovered now is like, if you're a good hypnotherapist. You can take somebody, you can sit them down. If you can get control of the part within them, um, I know that Freddie would mainly do suggestions. He's a wonderful therapist doing that. I mainly go for a part within the subconscious. Yeah. But we both work just fine. 
And we can we, we discover that we can get great results just within one session. Mm-hmm. Who I advocate never, ever, ever do only yeah. one session with a client. Never. Yeah. Well, I I say the same. And sometimes um, we used I used to prod people to take more than one. But it, it seems to happen one at a time, and then it's their choice when they come back. So, um, yeah. But I usually, you know, just because you've dealt with that issue, your whole life is still, you know, I've been working on myself. I know I'm, I'm a really hard case, but <laughs> I've been working yeah. every day on myself for the, since I became a hypnotist, you know. And life gets better and something happens in your life. We use our own tools to get better. And, and, and that's what, uh, you know, talking the talk and, and walking the walk is all about. And people say to me, I had someone say in class to me, well, how come you still need glasses? I said, well, I have a hierarchy of need and that's on my lower parts. I have many more things that I need to work on. So, um, Understanding that we are still human beings, people expect us to see there be their their approximation of the perfect human being because we're hypnotists and we work on ourselves. Well, most of us were very wounded healers to start with. Mm-hmm. That's why we got into the field in the first place is because yeah. we were wanting to. We had great outcomes. We wanted to help other people, and understand that we are not perfect we are human beings and we live it and we live what we do and we walk the walk most of us anyway i'm waiting oh, for a really profound statement you, here. That, you, you normally don't only talk that long i expected much more from you <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so very briefly before we started this uh, uh, and as you asked me about because we've been talking the last month about this thing called dmt yeah and I told you, and as you know, me and a whole group of people who are involved in hypnotherapy have decided to get involved with plant life. We're yes. not becoming druggies. We're not taking drugs. No. But we are, because it is kind of illegal, is it, in no. this country? So we leave the country to do it. But we got involved in this wonderful thing. Any listeners can uh, can look it up, this uh, DMT. And you asked me to talk a little bit about it, yeah? Mm-hmm. So what I did was I left the country. I left the country a couple of weeks ago. Because it's illegal in the country, so I had to leave the country. Uh, are you okay there? Yeah. So I had to leave the country because it's illegal in the country. So I left, and uh, I took uh, I took I took DMT on uh, on on two days and two separate days, mm-hmm. and it was great. It was everything I was told it was. It was absolutely fantastic. So uh, it really was like a different kind of reality for me, but it was it was more real than this. That's almost impossible to say, but nearly every single person I've talked to says that it's more real than this reality. But like I said, I left the country because it's illegal. (laughs) It's illegal in this country, but I left the country to make sure it was legal. And that brings me to an idea, you know, that I, you know, the Matrix, the movie, you know, you take the red pill and all that. And when you say it's more real, than your reality I, brings me back to that who knows what reality that we're all functioning this agreed on reality that we live here and each yeah. one of us is totally different what's such a thing as reality absolutely it's none. and yeah, absolutely. you know that's why when we're working with clients we all say we're working with their reality or yeah. there's or what's imagined or real to them yeah yeah, so, yeah? Well, I, got an inter- I got an interesting one yesterday from someone uh, asking me, they've, been, they've had someone refer to them, and uh, this person is just, just confidence, that's all it is, but the, the person who's coming to see them has told them, 
that they have multi-personality disorder. Mm -hmm. and they want to know, can I work with them? And can I do this thing that you do, Bob Burns, because he's been to one of my things, can I do this one? And that's a really it's a sticky question, is it? Because I, don't, mm -hmm. I haven't seen the yes. client, I don't know the client. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of these things where it's almost important not to open your mouth and speak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so, uh, there's so, many but, different nuances but the, to that. But, but, but the interesting one, what I told them was, uh, I got a call about a year ago from someone about 80 miles away from here, and it was a psychiatric nurse. And she told me she's been doing uh, psychiat psychiatry for 20 years. And she says, I've started hearing voices. I said, oh, my God, what happened there? And she says, well, I went to see my doctor, and my doctor sent me to see a psychiatrist. Unfortunately, she said, it's a psychiatrist I've been working with for 20 years. We're in first-name terms. We work in the same room together. And he was surprised that I went to the doctor first. I said, anyway, what did he tell you? And she says, well, he, he told me that I've got borderline multi-personality disorder. <laughs> and I says, okay. And I says, and what did you tell him? She says, I told him to bugger off because I'm coming to see you. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really interesting, isn't it? Yes. And, and I was, as I was telling the, the good doctor who came to see me last week, for some strange reason that I cannot put my finger on, I have lots of, uh, uh, not psychiatrists, but psychiatric nurses in my, in my client bank. Yeah, I've got tons. Well, do you know why that is, Bob? Because they see right on, well, they see it on the living level. They're the ones working with that stuff all the time. And they know what they're seeing is not working as well as it could. And uh, they know that you get outcomes. So it's sometimes there we go against the you know, evidence-based stuff. And should, well, if I was thinking, you know, I have this issue, I got this thing happening, and I know this guy has great outcomes with this, but no, I won't do this because it's not evidence-based. You know? <laughs> well, here's, well, here's, here's, the, here's the line that came from this, this woman, a highly, highly skilled lady in her early 50s. And she said to me, remember, I've never met her before, but only talking on the phone. She was ultra open with me for a phone call, making a consultation. And we just started chatting, and she said, the incredible thing is this. I know how this stuff works. She says, we're kind of like psychiatrists, but we're psychiatric nurses, yeah? Yeah. But she says, here's the deal. We know what it is. We know it's only in their imagination and their psyche. But, she said, when the voices come to you, you watch your whole world change. That's right. Anyway, on that, we're going to go to break, and we'll be back in a couple minutes. See you then. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here, the host of Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm here to give myself a plug. I want to plug three things that give me joy in my practice. 
first is working one-on-one with clients to work with them to get the outcome they desire. And as you know from the show, hypnosis covers a broad spectrum. And as a Voice America listener, I'm offering you a free consult. If you're curious or you feel hypnosis may help you and you want to find out more, go to inezsimpson.com and click on my client page. Second, mentoring. I love to work with hypnotists, new or who've been in the field for some time, and they want to change things up or move ahead or whatever it may be. You can find out everything at inezsimpson.com forward slash mentoring. Third thing, the Simpson Protocol. I'm passionate about teaching hypnosis and especially Simpson Protocol, which I teach around the world. And you can find out all about that at simpsonprotocol.com. Talk soon. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Inez, that's I N E S, at inezsimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to Hypnosis Everywhere and with my guest, Bob Burns. And first thing I want to say first is that Bob and I have something up our sleeve. And I'm not sure if he remembers, but the two of us are going to, we're thinking about creating a spiritual type. Uh, You don't have to be totally spiritual, just open to possibility. That's all I need from anybody to be, is open to possibility and having a retreat here in my area of the world here and maybe even some we'll get into some of the maybe shamanic work besides i have a shaman friend we could bring in and a few other things we haven't really put it together we've just chatted about it but what i know is i'm sure there'll be interest so i'd like anyone who is interested to prod us a little bit so we get it together Mm-hmm. Okay. And Bob, I know there's one more thing you're doing um, where the plant thing, you're going to Amsterdam or somewhere, aren't you? To yeah, well, we, 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 were just, we were just talking there and you were asking how this all came about, this uh, change in my life. I've never, I've never been into drugs uh, at all. I did, a, I did a little bit because I'm a 60s boy, but nothing too heavy at all. Um, but uh, when I saw that, uh, and a lot of your, your listeners will have heard it or seen it on YouTube, this wonderful film, The Spirit Molecule, where they got a whole heap of physicists to take a plant-based drug, a DMT. And the interesting thing is that when they came back, they all said, collectively, oh my God, we, we, we think it's real. And when that happened, of course, all of Europe, the United Kingdom, Canada, America, Australia, banned it within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, found that, I found that interesting. But what they did when they banned it within 24 hours is everybody in the world went, hmm, that's, you know, why, why would they do that? In fact, I know right now within the last week that uh, DMT vapes are being sold all over the world. <laughs> you, know, you can all buy this stuff in a vape. Anyway, as you know, 
my uh, my forum it's got about eighteen hundred members. So I put a thing out for a bit of fun, what about four weeks ago, saying, "Hi guys, then you fancy doing a bit of DMT? Keep it legal. We'd have to leave the country, or maybe even the, an ayahuasca in Peru." And I expected maybe five or six people to be interested, but instead we got like fifty queries. And I had this I had this thought of fifty people and two shaman in, a, in the jungle in Peru, kind of being sick and pooing on each other as these two shamans run about totally lost, thinking, what? What's going on? You know? But what we are doing is we're going to, we're going to kick off. We're going to go to Holland, uh, and we're going to get all the numbers in by this August. And we want to see if we can take this wonderful uh, thing that we hear of, this ayahuasca, this DNT, and link it to hypnosis at the same time. Yeah, Link it to hypnosis at the same time and see if there's a blend there that we can find. Now, I'm involved with a couple of other psychologists, couple of people who get involved with the, thing, the, the plant-based uh, drug itself. And we're going to see where we go with it. We've also got a couple of doctors on board. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, so we'll get back to you on that. Do you know what's interesting, though? Um, I think we can... I, I totally believe that DMT can open that reality. And I believe that we can create that with hypnosis to opening that reality. And I know I've worked with people before who have let's say, taken some drugs in the past and that they can actually, I can get them to reaccess that field. And yes, of course. So, of course, once you have experienced Or, or at least, so, so one of two things will happen. In it. Yeah. Either you're getting them to react- reactivate that or you're getting them to believe that they're reactivating that. And by the way, both of these things might be the same. Yeah, yeah they might be the same. <laughs> but know. either way, they get the experience that they're looking mm. for. And yeah. and that's interesting. And we're, there's all kinds of interesting things about it because it does open up the whole idea of spirituality to them. And lots of times, many of them, when they were just uh, hadn't taken the drug, they were not open to that. So it does shift something somewhere in their belief systems because of what they perceive as that new reality. Because mm-hmm. they all say, like you say, that was real, you know. Yeah. So the the, uh, the DMT one for me, I don't think I, what they call breaking through. If I'm going to be honest, and I need to be honest. Uh, you need to get closer to the mic again. Yeah. When I, it, it never happened for me. I never, what they would call break, breaking through. That never really happened. But I got into a wonderful place where I was sitting in my bed, openly talking to plants inside somewhere else. Not, not plants in my room, but plants somewhere else. Yeah. And having a wonderful discussion where they were just hugging me. They kept spraying me as well. I don't quite understand that. But suddenly my cat, my cat in the room jumped up and meowed. And they said, oh, she's lovely. So now we've got this crazy situation where the plants are saying to me, oh, she's lovely. What's her name? And I'm saying, Cassie, oh, she's lovely. And I'm thinking, shit, I'm in two different realities here, but I'm not doped up. It's not like drugs, drugs. As soon as it, mm-hmm. as soon as it wears off, and it does within eight, nine minutes. You can jump in your car and drive. It's, you know, it's a, your complete, complete clarity. Mm-hmm. So I found, it, I found it completely fascinating to... Uh, and what I'd like to do, is I'd like to try some of this stuff with... Well, I'm going to try and get involved a little bit more deeper in this stuff, see how this stuff is made. Obviously not in this country, because that would be illegal. So I won't be doing it here. <laughs> so I definitely, I definitely won't be doing it here, because it's illegal. <laughs> So, I think well. we got that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's move on to um, 
what are you doing in the next while to do the different trainings? Let's talk about what you're up to. Well, uh, I'm doing very little apart from doing mentoring. I've got uh, four or five people I'm mentoring. Between, well, sorry, I have got three people I'm mentoring between now and uh, near the end of August. And uh, I'm going off to Las Vegas. I'm doing a workshop on the 21st and the 22nd at the Orleans Hotel. And then, of course, on the 24th, 25th, and 26th, that's the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's a HypnoThoughts convention mm-hmm. where I'm doing a lecture of one half day on the Saturday. And they just recently asked if I'd like to do a one-hour talk on something else. That'll be, that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there's a Scottish convention uh, the month after that that's going to be in Stirling here. And uh, my good friend Kelly T. Woods is coming over. I'm going to spend yeah. some time with Kelly. Uh, we have the healing convention that's going to be in Edinburgh in September, a one-day special. I've no idea what's happening there. It's a bit scary. We wanted it to be for free, and I thought I might as well charge everybody 30 quid to cover expenses. Uh, I've got too much money now, so I'm going to have to buy them sandwiches. Uh, <laughs> but uh, in, in October, I go off to uh, Denmark and uh, Belgium. And um, again, like I said, I'm going to Australia and New Zealand. In, uh, in November, but I just got some uh, some requests to do. Uh, in fact, we just confirmed that I'm going to be working with uh, Karen Hand uh, next uh, uh, March in Chicago, and uh, the lovely Jason Lynette. I'm going to go down to Virginia the weekend after that. <laughs> yeah, all the great people we stick together. <laughs> mm, yeah, lovely. And as we, and as we were just talking about all fair there. I just had a query yesterday for Peru. I'd love to go to Peru. That would be just fantastic. Peru is great. But getting back to Vegas, what are you teaching in Vegas? Well, in Vegas, we're doing the whole thing. We're doing the whole gambit like I've always done. The the swan. I'm mainly I'm concentrating on on uh, my presentation, which I call the wall, which is my my consultation. Now I know that to train somebody in hypnosis, they need at least six months under the belt of tuition. After that, it should be mentoring all the way. But I truly believe if you give somebody uh, a good rapport and a, a fair intelligence, if you give them a good consultation that they absolutely know, you can you can skill them on that. They can go and work with people immediately and take away their pain. Their pain. Yeah. I know that because it's happened. Yeah. So I'm going to be teaching fully for the first time ever and giving out hard copy my full consultation. So for the first time ever, people will leave with my written was the verbs, the nouns, the I want them to know the how difficult that is for people like us because we are big picture people. We're not good at doing the minute, so we have to slow. Yeah. We have to get into a different space to be able to write that all down. And yeah. it's, it's sort of an it takes. It's a big chore. Luckily, I have Martin, but uh, yeah. you know, it's it's not easy because people think we're just winging it, and it's not. There is structure to everything we do, but. And getting it down on paper is always not the easiest thing. Well, that's that's right. In fact, it's I like to hand people this uh, this thing that I do. I open up by saying, "What do you think? Do you think you could spot? Uh, do you think you could spot somebody using a script?" And they all laugh and say, "Well, yes, of course I could." And I say, "Well, let's find out." Then I'll do a presentation, and then I'll say, "Do you think that was a script?" And they'll say, "No." Then I'll hand them out the wording of it, and then we'll yeah. do it again. And they'll they'll discover that I am totally. And completely scripted. Yeah. But there's n- no such thing as unscripted. because it, Just because no, no, we're not no. using a paper is what people are calling scripting. But we do everything and we'll do different things, but we always do them the same or improve them. 
like mm-hmm. well, you know, we're fl- but we're always on a on a structure and a pattern. So I don't see how you cannot be scripted. Uh, it, there's just no way not to be scripted because that's we are scripting ourselves as we get into it, and and just because we can say it without reading it, and we well, come well, off you know, and we because we know it inside out, it, it still I, has I, one I, kind. I, yeah. I have this lovely friend uh, in uh, Melbourne, Marina Markashev. Mm-hmm. When I She's first lovely. met Marina three years ago, I said, so how do you do that? She says, oh, you know, I just go with the flow. And I must have looked horrified. I could see her coding. <laughs> and she says, what is it? I said, well, I, you know, I, I just would never go with the flow. I understood what she said. And she's, she's excellent at what she does. Of course she is. But, but, well, I, I mean, consider I go with the flow, but I have a structured flow. Absolutely. I mean, if I've got a problem with my electricity tomorrow morning, I can pick up the phone and phone the electricity board and go over the floor, and I might win. Or I can take five minutes <laughs> and script myself. Yeah, yeah, so when I pick up the phone, I know exactly what I'm going to hit. Now, it might not be a script in this, but it'll be a template. Yeah? Yes, that's of, probably of the best every word. single thing I need to hit. Yes. When I go into the therapy room and somebody's got severe depression, I need a template with me. Yes. As skilled, as skilled as I am, I need a template and I need to hit every single station on that journey. And that gets to the piece of, you know, everybody says, oh, it's so bad to use scripts, but it isn't bad to use scripts because we all use them in a different way. That's all. Yeah. And I think in the early days when I picked up and read a script, that was then, I would never do that now. I'm not, I'm not knocking it, but I, would, I personally would never do that now. No. I'm scripted inside my head. Or if you like, I'm trained, yeah. Yeah, well, and plus, you know, you we've done this so long that your ideas flow much easier out and you can say them. And before, when we first start, it's just the confidence level that you might want to read them. And that's the only difference, really. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we got a couple minutes left. So anything you want to tie up in the last couple minutes? Um, I don't think... I want to say something. One is that you do do the swan by um, Skype or Zoom or whatever. You can do it. Yeah, I'll be sensitive with anyone, anyone any, any, anywhere in the world. Yeah, absolutely. So and to, um, to contact me, to contact me they'll, they'll contact me online. That's lifelinehypnotherapy.com, all one word. Yeah, and we've got all the information on Voice America on the page there, and they can access that. And your trainings are always uh, we have entertainment as well as teaching because you entertain to you teach and that's how we learn much easier anyway the laughter helps a lot and laughter helps in many things in healing and all kinds of stuff and you're really a, a master at the, the story well they've got a nobody says we can't and, have fun in the therapy room yeah yeah, and, you know, I just want to promote your mentoring, and I, I mentor people, too. We do it in to- two totally, totally different ways. Sorry, my yeah. mouth wasn't working. And we are always, what we do is we take someone from lack of confidence to where they are confident. And we don't want them, at least I don't know about you, but I don't necessarily want them to make them like me. That isn't what the purpose is. Mm-hmm. The purpose is to show what we do and how we got there and how we can help them get to where they need to get. Yeah, there was a guy called William Clement Stone, a guy from Chicago, uh, who wrote many years ago, he wrote a thing called R2A2, two R's and two A's. And he said to be successful in life, you have to do the two R's, which is recognize and relate. And the two A's were assimilate and auctionize. And I loved it. Yeah. 
That's great. So that's a great way to end the show, Bob. That was really great. I want to thank you for being here. And I'm going to let you go and watch your your footy. (laughs) Yep. Going to watch the footy. Thanks, America. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Love you guys. See you next time. Much love, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition of Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol with host Inez Simpson. We can't wait to have you join us again next week. 